0: This is episode 60 of the Strength Running Podcast, talking all about Warrior Dash and how to run a fast obstacle course race. Welcome back to the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fitzgerald, and today I want to tell you a story. It's the story of my first, only, and victorious, Warrior Dash Obstacle Race from 2012. I completed a three mile OCR, faster than a little over 16,600 other athletes, and I won the damn thing, and I was just having fun. I didn't have any experience with obstacle races, and I didn't set out to win in the first place. The funny thing is, I didn't really train specifically for an OCR at all. I was training for a 5K, and that helped a lot but I didn't really get in the gym to do any strength training or practice on any type of obstacles. If you're wondering how I did it, in this short episode, I'm gonna share how you too can excel at an obstacle course race. So the decision to race a Warrior Dash back in 2012 was born out of a question that I was trying to ask more in my life at that time. Why not? So I rounded up my wife, two other friends, and we made about an hour's drive to southeastern Maryland for the second wave start on a Saturday morning. So we had enough time before our wave was scheduled to start, but I didn't practice what I preached. I didn't adhere to my typical pre-race routine. I only ran 12 minutes easy before the race. I didn't do any strides and I did only a very limited dynamic warm-up. So going into the race, I wasn't really confident that I could start fast. And to be honest, that wasn't really the goal. I ran a hard five K the weekend before, and I had a duathlon coming up the following week, so my only goal was to have fun and see if warrior dash could live up to the hype. So here's how the race went first. It had a really narrow start. There were about 500 people in the second wave, and it immediately went into a relatively narrow trail. Any race that has a narrow beginning onto an even narrower trail needs a more strategic start. So what I did was I weaved my way close to the starting line and I got close to the front of the pack. And at the time I was expecting to be maybe in the top 20 or 30 of the 500 or so runners that were in this wave. And so then the announcer signaled a start, there were these enormous flames shooting from a canopy above us, which was a great way to start a race by the way. And we just took off. And so we were running along this narrow trail. Uh, We were maneuvering over lots of mud and logs, roots, rocks, and puddles. And then less than a minute into the race, I stepped onto a very slippery log, slipped off, and I nearly face-planted. But (laughs) luckily I recovered and somehow found myself in third place. And so I looked, I remember looking over my shoulder and just seeing this complete horde of runners behind me splashing through the mud, yelling their warrior battle cries. I mean, they were really just taking over the trail. And I just remember thinking to myself, there's no way I'm getting caught in that madness. I need to maintain my position and not let too many other people catch me. So even though I had no real goal to compete in Warrior Dash, I was pretty happy to maintain that third place finish just so that I could be in front of most people. I just didn't really want to wait in line at the obstacles. And so at this point, I was probably running about 620 or so per mile. Uh, To put that in context, that's about 15 seconds slower than my marathon pace. So the effort was comfortable, but the terrain was really tough, which made it a lot harder. And then soon the trail widened up and it got pretty clear of any kind of significant roots or logs. So I sped up and at this time, maybe I was running about six minute pace. And then I passed the two runners in front of me and I realized I was winning. And so at this point, you know, maybe we're roughly half a mile or three quarters of a mile into the race. My competitive instincts started to take over and very soon I was like, okay, I'm going to win this wave. That was my goal. As soon as I was in first place, I thought, well, now that I'm here, I just thought it's going to be fun to win. And so the first obstacle literally came out of nowhere after a turn. It was this series of wood barriers that you had to hop over, alternating with a barbed wire fence that you had to crawl under. And (laughs) being the first obstacle, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I went really slow and I took my time. I didn't want to get cut by the barbed wire or have my knee destroyed by the wall. So I went really slow, took my time, and it was worth it. Soon we found a really steep hill, the trail opened up onto this enormous field, and this is when the obstacles really started. This is what you think of when you think obstacle course race. Every minute or so, there was a new obstacle. Everything from a 20 foot high cargo net, a near vertical wall with just a thin rope to help pull yourself over the top, truck tires to leap through, there was a concrete tunnel that you had to run through, a horizontal cargo net to climb over, that was a challenging one. There were more steep hills to run up and down than I care to remember. There were two lines of fire that we had to jump over, plus a mud pit complete with barbed wire, so you had to really get down and crawl into the mud and get completely filthy. The race really felt like a fartlek workout. I was trying to run really hard between the obstacles, try not to kill myself climbing 20 feet into the air and jumping down, and... Soon I started passing the runners that were in the first wave, because I started in the second wave, and it just became madness. Soon I realized this is one of the hilliest courses that I had ever run. The course was on this unrelenting rolling course of wet grass, uneven footing, and brutally steep hills that just destroyed my quads and made the aerobic effort of the race much more substantial. So even though I was going at about marathon pace during the race, my effort level really felt like 5K pace. And so I remember at the very end of the race, I was winding down this final narrow steep hill and I had to run across this line of fire. I had to get down on my hands and knees, crawl through the mud pit underneath the barbed wire. And then I finally finished and my time was 1910. And it ended up being the fastest time of the two days of this Warrior Dash event by a minute 18. And the course was billed at 3.02 miles, so I don't really know. The pacing doesn't really make sense. This was way before I had a GPS watch, so who knows how long the course actually was. But later, I realized one unfortunate reality. I accidentally ran around two of the obstacles. One of them was a water slide, and one of them was a series of these motocross-style hills. So I think the water slide would have actually saved me some time because I ran down the hill instead of zipping down it on my butt. And the rolling motocross hills probably would have only slowed me down by about 15 or 30 seconds. So not a big deal. But what that meant was that I wasn't eligible for an award. So you're allowed to skip any obstacle in Warrior Dash, but then you're ineligible for the engraved steel helmet that goes to the top three finishers. And that probably would have been the best prize ever. So now that you have an idea of how my race went in classic David Letterman fashion, I want to give you my top 10 strategies for excelling at an obstacle course race. Number 10 safety first, the barbed wire is real slow down and make sure you crawl low enough. Ladies don't put your hair in a high bun or a ponytail. I had a friend on this particular day, learn this the hard way. OCRs really don't mess around with this stuff, so let's assume all the obstacles are real. From the barbed wire, to the fire, the water, the mud, it's all there and it's all going to slow you down. Number 9, warm up just like any other race. This is something I didn't do quite as well as I should have, and I regret it. With the crazy obstacles, the uneven terrain, and the wild elevation changes that you're going to experience in most any OCR, a good warm up, that has you moving in multiple planes of motion is really going to help you get ready for the demands of the race. And you can search strength running for the Matic up routine for a really good example here. Number eight, start at the front. If you think you're going to be somewhat competitive, get near the front of the pack before the gun, or in the case of warrior dash giant flames that shoot into the sky. So you're going to do this so that you'll have time to get ahead of your competition bottlenecks always happen especially in the beginning when the field isn't so spread out so if you get out in the front and get out a little fast ahead of everyone else you're going to be in a much better position now most races are going to use chips to time you so that means if you have to wait to get to the starting line your time your eventual finish time is not going to reflect all that waiting but if there are 400 people ahead of you it's inevitable that you're going to wait in line to get over some of the obstacles And I saw people wait for a really long time and you don't want that to be you because that time is just added onto your overall finish time. Number seven, slow down on the obstacles. Don't rush. Yes, it's a race of course, but you can't continue if you fall off a 20 foot high cargo net and break your ankle. So one of the runners that I coach as one of the runners that I coach tells me relax, but hurry. Number six, get strong. You're going to cover the obstacles much more quickly if you're stronger. It's as simple as that. Not only that, but you're not going to get as tired doing so, and that only means you're going to race faster. And for more on strength training, you can see strengthrunning.com slash strength. Number five, be athletic. Crawling up and over cargo nets, hopping over barriers, crouching under wood beams, jumping over fire, This all means that you're going to need a lot more coordination and general athleticism than you need for a more traditional road race. So make sure you're doing flexibility exercises, mobility, drills, dynamic stretches in all the planes of motions that are going to prepare you for an obstacle course race. Strength training and trail running are also great ways to improve your general athleticism because after all, pulling a groin muscle because you can't lift your knee to your chest isn't fun for anyone. Number four, Make sure you've done some fast workouts. With the consistent stops and starts between obstacles, an obstacle course race feels like a supercharged fartlek on steroids. It's incredibly helpful to be comfortable switching gears and running at different speeds. So consider running workouts that mimic this pace pattern. Workouts like fartleks, hill workouts, or circuits. They're all great options. Number three, run hills. A lot of hills. Every OCR is different, of course, and some aren't going to have any hills. But if it does, you can bet that they are going to be ruthless. The Maryland Warrior dash that I ran had some of the steepest hills that I've ever run. And if you're not ready, prepare to walk, because in the case of my race, they don't call it Hell's Hill for nothing. Number two, run on trails. Almost every OCR is run on grass, dirt, trails, and other undulating surfaces. So if you're not ready for this type of train, you're going to be caught off guard and mentally insecure in your ability to move quickly over uneven ground. And at the time, the majority of my running was in Rock Creek Park in Washington, D.C., full of hills, mud, dirt, rocks, roots, all kinds of dangerous footing. And after nearly four years of running there almost every day, I was able just to fly over all kinds of gnarly terrain. Now, it takes practice, of course, to get good at it and increase your confidence level, but it's worth it, and it's a hell of a lot more fun. Number one, run a lot. Endurance is always king. There's a reason why I beat more than 16,000 other runners in a warrior dash, and it has nothing to do with how strong I am or how quickly and efficiently I was able to get over those obstacles. I was just a stronger runner. Now, look, I know these kinds of races can be a little scary for some people, If you're intimidated to jump into your first adventure race like this, don't be. A lot of the folks at OCRs aren't traditional runners and are a lot more inexperienced on the race course than you are. An OCR like Warrior Dash is accessible to anyone with even a moderate level of general fitness. But if you want even more ways to get comfortable with the idea of an obstacle course race, here are a few quick ways to do that. So first you can run a cross country or a trail race. The varying terrain, uneven surface, and hills are definitely going to prepare you for any kind of OCR. Number two, jump into, pardon the pun, a steeplechase race if your local all-comers track meet has them. Now, just be careful. The steeple is a very technical and potentially dangerous race. They're fun as hell, but practice hurdling before you run a steeple. Those barriers, which are three foot tall for men, two and a half feet tall for women, are not hurdles. If you hit one, it doesn't fall down. You do. And finally, take a couple parkour classes. This is also called urban running. It's very similar to gymnastics, but it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to help you learn how to run quickly over obstacles that are in your path. Now look, obstacle races are what I think are a fun vacation from traditional road racing. If you're bored and need a new challenge. An obstacle race might be just the cure. And remember, runners will always be the first finishers at any obstacle course race.